Well, hello and welcome to the Transfix Take On. I'm your host, Jenny Ruiz, and today Bob Perry, president and founder of Health and Transportation, is taking us on a journey to better health and wellness in the supply chain. Now, Bob has over 25 years of wellness experience in the driver community and comes from a family of career drivers from Northeast Ohio who have been in the industry for the past four decades. And having devoted his career to the health and fitness of professional drivers, Bob is also recognized all over the country as the trucker trainer. I'm super excited to dig into this incredibly important topic today. Bob, welcome to the show. Gosh, thank you so much, Jenny, for having me. I I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. And I know we've got a lot to discuss here, and I kind of want to just set the stage with a couple of stats and get your perspective on this. Um, And I know that you've dedicated your career to helping drivers maintain, well, achieve and maintain better health across the board. But so here were a couple of things that I I, I was particularly um, struck by. According to a study by the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, 69% of long haul truck drivers were considered obese. 17% considered um, to have diabetes. And then that same study found that 51%, which is really sad, of long-haul truck drivers were smokers, which is more than double the national average for adults in the U.S. And that, of course, leads to things like chronic, uh, you know, uh, obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, et cetera. Why is this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, the, the thanks for teeing that up, but the statistics are very doubtful. I mean, if you look at the CDC site, what they talk about, you know, this is a very high risk job, you know, from a health perspective. And um, it's the hours, you know, the start stop, the lack of good nutritional support out there on the road. A lot of it really, too, Jay, lack of education. We don't do a very good job of training these men and women. I mean, the, the pitch really is when you want to get recruited by drivers, do you believe it? This company is actually going to pay you to drive around the country and see the great wide world and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and you're actually going to get paid to do that. Well, they don't tell them what that lifestyle is really like out there on the road and what all the pitfalls it comes from. And one of the things that I do, I study very hard. I just got the recent numbers, up-to-date numbers, which are hard to get from the FMCSA. So the timing of our video is, is great. These are fresh off the press, as they say, collectively from getting the recent ones. I'm sad to say that still collectively over the the, the, the population space of professional drivers out there, CDL drivers, these are bus and truck drivers or anybody that's got a CDL. Over So if you have a, a driving pool, it could be 20 drivers, 200, 2,000, whatever it is, 5,000. Most likely, the numbers show that over 50% of those drivers are operating on a one-year card or less. And what that means is if you already have a one-year card, it's because you've already been diagnosed with blood pressure, um, pre-diabetic, sleep deprivation, different various issues, right? So then it goes down from there. And if you don't make a change, you go back, they cut it further. And then get down to a 90 day. And and right now the statistics are like almost a million of those drivers out there on the road to have a 90 day card, which means that they just have mm-hmm. been able to change. Um, it's very sad. And, you know, a lot of it is, is the reason why I've devoted my time and energy to it. It's because I have two brothers that still drive out there today. And um, I want them to drive and retire healthy because yeah. most drivers, you know, that's all they know how to do. And, they work up until the day, unfortunately, they pass. 
And so uh, it can be a great profession. There's a lot of drivers out there that do really, really well and retire and uh, have great lifestyles. But for the majority of them, they don't because it's just a tough gig to do, right? You're, and people don't realize how you know, they think that you know, at the end of the day they stop. Uh, but when they have that eight, 10 hours left, right? Well, they got to get sleep. They got to do their laundry. They got to take a shower. They got to take care of their business. They're living on the road financially. And then they got a family. They got a family. And they got to talk to the family. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. And the big thing they don't really understand is, is it's the it's the, the late night calls or the devastating calls they get from home, right? Johnny got kicked out of school. The basement's flooded. You know, I need $200 or something's gone wrong and they're 2,000 miles away and how they got to manage that and what are they going to do for it, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's very tough. But that being said, that's the reason why I try to give drivers all the opportunities they can to make small changes, you know, and why I love this population so much, just not besides I grew up in it, but the fact that you know, for them, it is about making an internal change, what you can do to help the internal um, value proposition for your health. Unlike people in the, as I refer to the residential sector, if they don't look like everybody in the magazine, in 30 days, they quit, right? right? Right. But for drivers, they need to maintain. And so for drivers, what I love about it is, is that they lose 10 pounds. They'll see their heart rate go down, their blood pressure goes down, and right away they think, gosh, you know, if I keep this up for another 30, 60 days, I can pass my physical. And then after a while, six months, they look in the mirror and they actually see a physical change, right? So, but the main focus is in helping them achieve and keep their livelihood, keep that DOT card active so they take care of their family and continue to prosper out there. Um, if not, then, you know, there's not a lot of options for them. You know, Bob, when you say that um, driver health, when they get that 90 day card, that's got to be a shock to the system because but but also not necessarily because they've been, you know, getting this this decrease of time on the road or, you know, um, ability to be on the road. So it's not that they're not seeing it. But do you think that it's because of the fact that there's so much to do, especially in this type of a market where, you know, finding freight and finding well-paying freight? Uh, right. is very hard to do right now and, and has been for over the, I would say the last year. Do you think that that then becomes the focus instead of the physical health? Yeah, because they're just, it's not in their DNA, Jenny. I mean, mm -hmm. they're not think like that. And all that is, is something else on top of the, you know, the, the truck that they've got to take care of and, and manage. And, and, and their whole agenda is every day they get up to go from point A to point B and get paid. Yeah. And, they're running behind it's just not and of course it's like anybody else that you get anxious tension in your life you know you tend to resort to doing things that aren't the best decisions for you that's why one of the things that i emphasize the most that when i'm talking to a fleet or working with them is we know that when you train a driver the number one priority they train them is the pre-trip walk around your truck right every time you stop you need to walk around see if anything's hanging down, anything's loose, you know, if anything looks suspicious, whatever, right? I mean, that's like ingrained in their brain. Mm. I said, it'd be so easy to add to that. You need to do a pre-trip fridge check because in the life of a professional driver, you're going to get stuck today, right? It's going to be weather, construction, break, whatever it is, you're going to get stuck somewhere. And if you don't have a good choice to reach for, 
you're going to make a bad one. Yeah. And so those simple things like that can really make a difference in them drinking too many high calorie drinks, eating things that they shouldn't really be eating, over smoking, power drinks, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And then what happens is when the traffic breaks loose from whatever the instance is, then 45 minutes later, right, the sugar crash comes in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. So we all know what that's like. So those are they're simple things that they can really do to help with like that. You know, I know that you said that your your family uh, was really built in the in the trucking industry and comes from it. W- were they? You have two brothers that are active drivers right now. What was it? What point did you realize I need to do something? I need to take matters into my own hands. Um, our father um, drove for forty five years, and we lost him at the young age of sixty nine. And they say when he retired, he retired with the professional truck driver healthcare package, high blood pressure, diabetic, you know, sleep deprivation issues and those kind of things. So he had it all going on, right? He did get to retire early on his own. He did fairly well. Um, but that's that was the bad part for me is, is that he didn't get to really enjoy the fruits of his labor as long as he could have, right? 69 is young today's standards right if you're taking care of yourself um absolutely so you know i want my brothers and they've driven all their life and i want them to be able to like i said retire healthy and be able to enjoy some some quality time you know now that we and and i think you're absolutely right not not only your brothers but really everyone right because drivers are so hardworking. You know, and I don't think that they get enough credit. And I think that's just an inherent issue of the industry is that, you know, oftentimes they're kind of seen as machines behind the wheel. And that's not the case at all. They have lives. They, you know, suffer from depression. They suffer from loneliness over the road, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Because they're away from home. And here's the other thing, too. And I don't know if you're a sports fan or not, but that just one of the things I talk about, and it seems to always be able to easy for people to register, but. Last year, there was a football player, well-known football player, to play for the Miami Dolphins, uh, and he got concussions, and they put him back in. A lot of people felt like that he got put back in too early, and then you know, down up and so forth. If you're familiar with the story, I am, yeah. Okay, so you know, and that's what happens, right? They're 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 players. Players want to play, and drivers want to drive. That's what they know how to do. And, and when I, I refer back to the CDC, when you l- look at the job description and the hazardous coming, we have a certain responsibility, I believe, and I talked to the carriers about that, to protect the drivers from themselves. Yeah. Uh, just like the, the, the players, they want to go out and play and, you know, they don't think about what it's doing to themselves, right? And we owe that to them. It's just like the drivers, we owe it to them to give them the necessary tools to help mm-hmm. take themselves. And a lot of companies look at it and say, hey, listen, they know what they signed up for. It's not my responsibility. Nobody tells me when to go get a physical. Well, you're not the driver. Yeah. And you're not out there pushing the limits and trying to get the next load. And you're not taking care of yourself. You're under the pressure. And like you said, you brought up a very valid point. When they start to get diminished time on their card, it's not like they all of a sudden show up one day and have a night at card. They, they knew that was coming, but it wasn't the focus. And then also you have to put the anxiety into it. So you, as someone, if you went to your doctor and they said, hey, Jenny, listen, 
you need to, I need to see you in 90 days. And I need to see a significant change, right? Where you think, oh my gosh, you start panicking, you think yeah. you're on the road, you can somehow make changes, go out, walk, go to a gym, buy better, whatever it is, right? A driver doesn't have that. They don't have accessibility, as I like to say. And because they right. don't have just everything that we had because they're living on the road and they're driving a truck around. So let's get into the the carrier uh, uh, response there with, you know, well, nobody tells me when to go get a physical, which is an interesting uh, approach to the drivers that drive for them or, or their employers, right? Or the employees. Have you started to see in the time that you've started um, health and transportation, a growing shift towards wanting to advocate for better health with drivers from the carrier? There are, yeah, there are. Uh, actually, I was doing some exchanges on LinkedIn the other day, some dialogue, and they were talking about this. And some company, there are some companies that do really a great job, like Prime, for example. But that gentleman's a, an avid, you know, health guy, fitness, basketball player. I mean, all their, all their terms have gyms and so forth. Yeah. And they got coaches and all that. They do a very good job doing the best they can. But at the end of the day, as I tell, when I do radio shows, for example, like on XM and so forth, the drivers call in, they always say, hey, Bob, when are you going to get these truck stops to start, stop serving all this junk? And I said, well, here's the hot tip, my friend. You stop buying it. So stop <laughs> right. So everybody's got part. And I agree as much as I do that companies do. So there are some, but it's a very small percentile. Jenny. I mean, there's still a long way to go. And, and unfortunately, a lot of Bad habits still exist in the trucking business. It's like it's how we've always done it. Sure. I lost 10 drivers a day. Get me 40 more in, and hopefully out of those 40, I can keep 10, right? And I'll spend the money instead of – and my, my platform is, is why not spend less and help the driver you know today before you hire the next unknown drivers of tomorrow, right, and bring them in. And that, you know – Take care of the ones you have that you know want to be work. And I actually had a major carrier that I worked with not too long ago that I went in. I said, give me some of your drivers. They're on short-term cars. Let me coach them and let me show you I can help them pass. And did took them from a 90-day to a one-year, uh, some from one to two-year. And thinking that, okay, they'll want to help the rest of the pool. And the comeback was, well, Bob, you know, I don't know if I want to spend a few hundred dollars because I get them healthy and then they leave me. They go work someplace else. Hmm. That's not my issue. I mean, that's, yeah, it sounds like then you should look even deeper, not only hiring my services, but you need to find out why these men and women are leaving, why they're unhappy. Right. Right. That's a whole other animal that needs to be helped. And I just, I was quite taken back, actually, just disappointed, but it's how it is. And so. Has it always been this way, though? I feel like it's changed yeah. in the last 20 years. Well, I think it's because it's, you know, it, it, things are different, the volume and, and, you know, all the technology. I mean, you think I actually had not, I won't, I don't say, I was, I don't want to say words. I had dialogue with one of the associations because I was a little frustrated that they weren't doing more at their annual association gatherings to talk more about driver wells and have more panels, more time. Women in trucking, Ellen always does a great job of doing that, but the other associations, not so much. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm starting to really, when I look at when you, when you have these, these gatherings and these association and these trade shows and so forth, there's always a lot of talk about 
driver driver recruit and retention, right? Well, it's all this technology companies that come in on how they can go out and they can reach all these people and, and bring you all these drivers in and so forth. And it's because, and you look, they're the major sponsors. Right. And I said, I feel like that, and of course, oh, no, no, Bob, I could just say that, you know, we would never do that. Well, it, it's it's true. And in the fact that, and, and I try to work with a lot of those companies and just like when I first started, Jenny, I thought, you know what, I need to go to the truck driving schools. I need to help them put together a training manual yeah. and education manual and that we can help give to the to the drivers and help educate them what to do. They looked at me like I had three heads. Hmm. Just recruiting companies do. They say they want to, but you know, at the end of the day, they want the churn. Yeah. They 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 want the churn. They don't think that what I do really has any validation. I'm not saying what I do and other people do what I do is the end all, but it's a matter of collectively if we can save a few here and a few there and bring some new ones in. Just like the new push now on bringing the next generation, which I think is a fantastic idea to reach the younger population who don't have the skill set to be an athlete, maybe to get a, a you know a scholarship or this, or they might to be a truck driver. I think it's great, but we need to show them how to take care of themselves. There should be a curriculum in there. There should be a test that they got to pass to understand if they know about how to eat properly on the road and how they're going to incorporate an exercise program. And do they realize how they could lose their job if yeah. they can't pass their physical? And before the pandemic, one of the best jobs I had was I would go around once a month to a different carrier and speak to their new orientation class. Hmm. I would get from and talk to them, give them tips and information. The number one question I would get when I start talking about managing their, their value metrics, their blood pressure and so forth. The number one question they'd raise their hand, they go, Bob, you mean they can take me off the road if my blood pressure is too high? You know, how long will they give me? And I said, about as long as enough to long enough to clean out your truck. Oh my, and yeah. They just some reason through all the education they went around over the head, they missed that part. Just didn't understand it, didn't hear it. So it wasn't a big emphasis. Yeah, you know, and it it's hard, I think, especially for the incoming generation or or maybe not so much the incoming generation, but a new driver, because they start at, at all ages, right? Don't necessarily put together the fact that you do have to, this is an industry where you do have to maintain your physical and mental health, which go hand in hand in order to maintain longevity in the career and, um, you know, on the road, because then you might be relegated to some, another career that you don't want. Like, for example, not throwing it under the bus, but construction, a lot of drivers tend to move to construction. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a, you know, labor type job that they can get and work and be physical. Most of them don't require to get a, a DOT. And that's what happens when we lose these drivers. They go find jobs that don't have to get physical. Um, right. We lose them. And they and now they're working nine to five, nine to six, and even for six days a week. But guess what? They get to come home every night and see their family. Right. Right. So exactly. that's a big, plus, a big plus. So, but it has changed over the years. And I think that because of the different technology, which led, not that I'm trying to give a plug, but, you know, one of the things I just came out with is it's called the CDL Health Scanner. And it's this new technology that you can use your cell phone camera and drivers can, 30 seconds can take their blood pressure, their heart rate, their BMI and respiratory reading. And it's a technical device that I'm hoping carriers will, you know, embrace as another way. Uh, I, I'm actually... And I'll be glad to share it with you once it's completed. But I read this yeah. on 
day and um, about having a healthy fleet and what you could do to have a healthy fleet. Well, mm-hmm. what they're really talking about was a, a healthy preventive maintenance program and what you can do to stay on top of so your your tr- truck doesn't blow up out on the road and you got to go out and tow it back in and all these words that they were using about health and life standard, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. I mean, absolutely no word about the life band of the driver and their personal. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing a white paper to kind of, you know, mirror beside that to show people really. So if you had a truck and, and, and you've got this technology around it, which they do tires and engine, and it's telling you that likelihood, you know, Mr. Carrier, if you don't give this engine some attention, it, it's probably going to blow up in the next 90 days. What are you going to do? You're going to, you're not going to let it go back out on the road until you fix it. You have a driver that can tell you the same things. Why would you not want to give them that kind of attention? So let's talk about the health scanner because I did read that on the site and I thought it was really fascinating technology where is it under two minutes you can get the results, yes. Uh, yes. right? So yes. what what are the key metrics that drivers would get when once they take the scan? So the metrics are because once again, we talked about the number one you know um, issue that takes drivers out of service is typically their blood pressure. Yep. And their sugar and then sleep BMI, you know, sleep deprivation, get sleep sleep treatment. Mm-hmm. But what the scanner does, it's a new thermal reading technology. It's not it's not um, like you do about, you know, I don't want to people think like when you go through x-ray where it's reading, you know, facial recognition. It's actually right. taking blood flow underneath your skin in your face. It shoots it up in the cloud and they have like 30, 40,000 models up in the cloud where they've taken various readings, right? Their populations, you know, demographics, blood pressure cuff, whatever. And they compare yours to that that cloud pool of models up there, shoots it back down in about 30 seconds and tells you or gives you a range where you're at. And it's at like 95% accuracy. So wow. we demoed at Matt's and it was awesome. You know, drivers really... Um, that was pretty neat. And what they liked most about it was, is, you know, when a lot of people get on blood pressure medicine, especially if a driver and they're out on, in the road and it, sometimes people don't have a really good reaction to it, mm-hmm. the thing they do is they stop taking it, right? Instead right. of calling the doc back, say, hey, doc, you know, that's how I'm feeling. Well, now they can use the scanners the way they can text the doc and say, hey, here's what I'm at, what I'm doing. So that has some great value. So I'm hoping that it's very inexpensive. It's like, you know, it could be like a dollar a month, the driver. Yeah. Uh, nothing. I mean, you know, $12 for a year. So I tell people all the time when I'm, when I'm posting it, I said, you know, $6,000 for a new driver or $12 a year to keep the one you got. Right? Feels like a no brainer to me. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's just getting more people with vision to think about doing things differently. So, Bob, you know, we've been having a lot of conversations here at the company with our shipper partners and trying to get them to understand that not only do they need to kind of deepen their relationship with carriers, but specifically when it comes to health and wellness, that does become a focal point of our conversations. And I wonder what um, what advice do you have for shippers that do want to invest in better health for their drivers when they are coming in and out of facilities and distribution centers and things like that? Yeah, I think... Uh, first thing that comes to mind is is that really give them some education information, right? It doesn't. It, this is not like I tell people you have to open up a hospital wing or you got to have someone right. I mean, just basic information, and also setting a really good example. 
you know, things that just really ratchet me up more than anything is you go in and they got these vending machines with everything there is to drink except water. And, you know, all the junk and all the crap, they say, well, that's because that's what people want to eat, right? Uh, that's what they want. And so when you do that, and um, so, it, it, you know, if you had vending machines in there that, that, you know, serve up a better option, at least, and I know you don't have to have it all health and wellness driven, but at least for those who want to make a choice, right, they have a choice to make. Um, and then um, from that, then put some simple posters up that, you know, give drivers a better awareness. And one of the things that actually a good friend of mine, and you may know her of Dr. Todd Simo from High Right. Uh, no. So, yeah, look him up. And I tell you, if you ever want to do a compelling interview, if you get him, this guy is the bomb. Okay. I mean, he is the best, the best. He knows all there is to know about uh, the, you know, the world of, you know, of compliance and DOT screenings, direct all those things. Mm. Fascinating gentleman to have on, I'm telling you. Um, but anyway, he said, you know, Bob, that, and, and he's all about, you know, better health of drivers. And so he talks about how drivers, you know, typically when they're talking to them about having a wellness program, all they really care about is that driver be able to get in the truck and make a delivery for them, right? They want to make sure they don't really talk about really gender concerned about your well-being at home and what your family life's going to be like, you know? And, um, and so from that, he's really inspired me. And I'm doing some posters that, that talk about that, that, you know, uh, about, you know, what it's like, you know, to, when you get home and when you're not taking care of yourself on the road, it can interfere from your interactions with your, your mate at home. Right. I mean, you know, taking too many medications and, or you lose low energy levels. You just don't have the same, you know, feeling of compassion and compassionship with your mate. And it's like, that's real stuff. That really is. It's like real stuff. And I don't know if you ever watch much sports, you know, um, Frank Thomas is, he does that commercial, for the, okay, and he goes, and she'll like it too, right? You know, right. so it, there's there's truth to that, right? Yeah. There really is. And um, and giving drivers in there the perfect, you know, the perfect demographic to suffer from a lot of this issue because of the lifestyle they lead. So so we're doing some posters that talk about that, that really hit home. Um, like one of the posters I just finished up, it shows the driver, he's sitting on the couch taking his blood pressure reading, and he's got this sad look on his face because he, he's sitting on the couch and not in his truck. And then mm. he gets coached and gets help. And then all of a sudden now he's back in the truck. He's got a vibrant smile. He's back working, got better family, you know, those kind of things. So, you know, we just need to spend more time on that as just a fraction of the, of the big recruiting dollars and get it in to help keep the population. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the point that you're making is so valid because if you can take care of this, you know, take a few minutes out of your day, right. To with your, with your health scanner, right. Then that could really add longevity to your life so that you can enjoy life after retirement and that you can be a, be more present to your right. friends, your family, you know, and even your coworkers, your, your fellow drivers that you see. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to watch is when drivers see each other out on at truck stops and, you know, maybe they are excited to say, Hey, I just achieved this better, you know, better health. Let me show you how to do it. Like knowledge is spread a yeah. lot of the time on the road. Right. So why not invest in that? Well, I, I tell people all the time, 
and they never really ever, most people, 99% of the people I talk to about this, they don't never really thought about being a professional driver is really created social media. You know, it wasn't, right. you know, they had the CB radio and I can remember when I was a little kid right down the road and my dad, oh man, I need to get some tires. He'd get on the radio and within minutes he had where to go and where not to go. And I, I just, even to this day, I don't know why it bugs me. It's just, I just so sad in the fact that I wish some professional driver or somebody around the transportation space could taken that and, and made it to Facebook. It is today what they have, right? And they should have gotten credit for that. Yeah. And uh, it didn't, and it, you know, it, it, but anyway, so they understand that you're exactly right. And that's what always pulled me back into this business because I remember that even when I got out and was trying some other ventures. And I said, you know what? If I go back to this population and help them, if I can deliver more than I say I can, they're going to tell their fellow drivers. And 100%. What they do. The good and the bad. This is true. Oh, yeah. You're you're absolutely right. It is uh, truck drivers were the original social media. That's a really great point. I have yeah. to ask, do you remember what your dad's name was or his handle on the CB radio? Yeah, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. <laughs> That's awesome. Bob, yeah. you dropped so many gems today. Before we go, can you please tell us how drivers, fleets, uh, carriers, shippers, how can they get in touch with Health and Transportation? Go to healthandtransportation.com or um, I'm pretty active on social media, on LinkedIn, particularly so forth. You know, I do a lot of fitness competitions with the drivers and I'm also supporting a very important cause, 22 push-ups a day for the uh, veteran suicide prevention and so a lot of things like that because you know getting veterans into the driving population is a is a big opportunity for them but we need to keep them healthy as well and also you spoke about mental health and i work with a company called aspire e-s-p-y-r and they have a program called talk now mm -hmm. where a driver pick up the phone 24 7 and talk to somebody before they make a bad decision cool bob such a pleasure talking to you um, you're more than welcome to come back at any point in time. And I want to hear more about the developments that you make and some success stories. Bring drivers on. Let's hear from them too. Oh, and yeah, I would love I'd that. Be, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Thank you, my good friend. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.